everybody, and welcome to uh, the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. It's great to have you with me here again in Mayberry, and uh, we're going to hope we're going to just have, spend a little bit of time exploring just what we can learn from the Andy Griffith Show about the morals and uh, Christian values that we can pick up and just take on into the rest of our lives. So we're listening to the uh, Church in the Wildwood. That's our theme. Mr. Tucker sang it, and we'll hear from him at the end of the show probably. But folks, I'm so glad to have you with me. It's, uh, it's a labor of love doing this, I'll tell you. Uh, my name is Alan Newsom. in case you don't know. I've, uh, I run the imayberry.com website, and I have been doing uh, Mayberry things since strong, a lot, I should say, since uh, about 1990, 1989. So, wow, I've, it's been a long time I've been doing this. And I've just seen the Lord kind of work in the different areas where he's had me going. Uh, whether it was doing web pages for the Andy Griffith Show, where it was doing a podcast, Two Chairs No Waiting, that I do as well about the Andy Griffith Show, or whether it was teaching the Mayberry Bible Study at my church. All those different things I've looked back over time, and I've been able to see that, you know, maybe I could pull off doing the Mayberry Bible Study as a podcast. So here we are. Here we are. Let's play along with Barn. <laughs> So, hey, we're going to have a good time, and we're going to uh, study some of what God's Word says, and we're going to listen first to an entire episode of The Andy Griffith Show. Now, this episode that we're going to do on this episode of the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast is Barney's First Car. Well, this is when old Hope Caps lash. You know, Barney decides to make a big purchase, uh, his very first car. Yeah. A sweet old lady from Mount Pilot brings in her deceased husband's vehicle. You'll remember that to meet with, and meet with Barney's approval. I wanted to find out whether Barney would like it or not. Well, that seemed like a great deal to Barney. But Andy kept telling him, well, you know, you need to look at it a little closer and have Wally look at it, have somebody do it once over. But Barney simply cannot wait to close the deal. And you guessed it, the car turns out to be a lemon. Yeah, and Mrs. Lesh is a swindler, and I mean, it's just all kinds of fun stuff. As you watch it and listen to it, if if you want to watch it, you can stop the podcast here and fast forward later, and you can go and actually watch the episode, and then we'll come back and listen to it. But we're going to play this. This is one of the public domain episodes, so I can play the audio for us. And uh, during the show, I will be uh, filling in the gaps when there's nothing happening in the, the audio so that you'll know what's going on on the video itself. So here we go. So we're going to watch uh, Barney's first car. And here it is. The Andy Griffith Show, starring Andy Griffith, with Ronnie Howard, also starring Don Knotts. Barney comes in the courthouse with a newspaper in his hand. Boy, you sure are happy today. Yeah. You bet I am. And here's 300 little reasons why. $300? That's right. That's all you had in the bank, ain't it? Yeah, I drew it out. Why? Guess. I can't guess. Guess. I can't guess. Guess! 
Well... I'm gonna buy a car. <laughs> you what? I'm gonna buy a car. I drew my savings out of the bank, and I'm gonna get myself an automobile. Well, that's your nest egg. Nest egg notwithstanding, I'm gonna live a little. Are you sure? You know, you're welcome to the patrol car any time. Thanks, but no thanks. About time I had a car of my own. From now on, I am Mr. Independent Wheels. <laughs> Here's one for a fixer-upper. 1949 Hudson Terraplane was fallen on last Saturday by a 30-ton semi-trailer. Lots of miles left in the rubber. Cash or swap for 12 good laying hands. Hey, Barn. Hmm? Tomorrow's Sunday. Why don't you wait till the first of the week before you make such a big decision? And when the old steel trap in here has made up its mind, there's no turning back. Ange, hmm? this looks right up my street. Aged widow must sell beautifully maintained low mileage car. One owner, 1954 Ford sedan, has been driven only to church on Sunday and once a year to Aunt Martha's for Thanksgiving. No dealers, any reasonable offer. The good Lord willing, you'll call MP3791. That's all in Mount Pilot. You see? This is the day I'm supposed to buy a car. It's the old handwriting on the wall. Buy a car today, Bart. <laughs> Relax, Barn. Come on, sit down. The car will be here in a minute. Andy, Barney owner, Andy's front porch. Barney's looking around nervous. Andy's peeling an apple. This is just about the biggest thing I ever bought. It's a major step. Last big buy I made was my mom's and dad's anniversary present. What'd you get them? Septic tank. <laughs> for the anniversary? Yeah. Well, they're really hard to buy for. Besides, it was something they could use. Really thrilled. Two tons of concrete, all steel reinforced. You're a fine son, Mark. <laughs> Try. <laughs> Barney sees the car approaching, eyes wide, and walks to the edge of the porch. The car drives up in Andy's driveway and a little lady with an umbrella on her arm steps out gently pats the door of the car opens her purse removes a handkerchief and cleans a fingerprint from the paint did you see that that's the tip off this car has just been sitting on a velvet pillow miss lash <laughs> yes Mr. Fife? That's right, ma'am. <laughs> well, I guess this is the, uh, the car, huh? <laughs> this is, uh, my late husband's machine. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, my friend, Andy Taylor. I do, ma'am. Pleasure. Well, you mind if I give her a once-over? Oh, mercy, you do whatever you like. All right. I I'm sorry I'm late. It took me four hours for Mount Pilot. You didn't have trouble, did you? It usually takes just about an hour. Oh, well, I never drive the machine over 25 miles an hour. 
And I also like to give it a ten minutes rest every half hour. How much do you want for it? Oh, uh, couldn't we talk just a little bit? I hardly know you. Oh, well, Mrs. Lash. If you're worried about his credit rating, I can vouch for that. Oh, no. No, you don't understand. You see, my husband loved and cherished this machine. He wanted to make sure it, it got a good home, so... So, you see, money is not the prime objective here. Well, I'm known as a very nice person, Mrs. Lash. You can ask anybody here in town, right, Ange? You certainly can. Oh, that's good enough for me. Even if you hadn't said anything, I could tell there was a, a lot of kindness behind those eyes. <laughs> well, that's me. <laughs> kind behind the eyes. How much did you want? Well, uh, I do owe the Pilot Pines funeral parlor $140. And then there's the lawyer. And Dad did leave a few debts. He, he wasn't very good with money. I bet he had a good heart, though. <laughs> Bless you. You talk like you knew him. Suppose I give oh, you just... Oh, oh, Barn. Miss Lesh, would you excuse us just a minute? Of course. Don't you think you're jumping into this thing awful fast? Andy, I don't want to lose it. There ain't another buyer in 20 feet of you. Now, I'd advise you to take a spin in it. Go over to the filling station, let Wally crawl underneath and look it over. Why well, be insulting her? It wouldn't be an insult. This is business. It's a big step in your life. Mr. Fife. Yes? Uh, if, uh, well, if you'd like to drive the car around a little bit now, you feel free to do so. As a matter of fact, I would suggest that you take it to a mechanic you can trust and have I him trust look you, it over. Mrs. Lash. Well, why don't you do that, Barn? After all, I am a stranger to you. Now, please, get in the car and, and take it to a mechanic. No. Now, how much do you want, Mrs. Lash? Oh, I know so little about such matters. It, well, uh, nobody asked me, but I'd say $100 is the right fair price. That car is nearly 10 years old. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Lash. Barney calls Andy to the Andy, side. that's an insult. I've got $300. Uh, Mr. Fife. I, I have the total on those figures. The funeral home, the lawyer, the property and inheritance tax, and it comes to... $297.50. What a coincidence. I just happen well, to have exactly... probably more, but... Uh, I'm so muddle-headed since my dear late Bernard passed on. Bernard? That was your husband's name? That's my name! They call me Barney, but that's just a nick for Bernard. B-E-R-N-A-R-D? Yeah. Oh, I feel just as if the car is going to stay in the family. Let's make the deal right here now. Here's $300 even. Then I'll give you uh, $2.50 change. No, Mrs. Lash. That's for Mr. Lash's favorite charity. Bless you. All right. I'll, uh, I'll have to mail you the ownership certificate. Mail them? But, uh, <clears throat> I thought... Andy, I'll handle this. That's perfectly all right, Mrs. Lash. Here are the keys. <laughs> From Rapid's foot. That was my Barney's. You probably want to keep this for your scrap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want you to keep it. 
Let me drive you to Mount Pilot. No, thank you. That won't be necessary. My nephew is picking me up at the church around the corner. I'll have a moment to meditate. Bless you. This is Les Thanks at the porch. church and the car pulls up. She steps inside. How'd you do, mate? Unloaded another one, Jake. 300 easy clams from the sucker in the world. <laughs> Let's blow. Bless you, Jake. They're standing there well, around, waiting to ride uh, in the car. Aunt B. Aunt leaning on the car. Let's see, I want to distribute the weight even so she'll ride smooth. Heaven's sakes, Barn, it's not a boat or airplane. I just don't want to overload the springs. I can understand that. All right, now for the back seat. Aunt B, you sit in the back seat. And Gomer, you sit in the back seat with Aunt B. And Ope, you sit in the back seat with Gomer and Aunt B. Now, that takes care of the back seat. Now for the front seat. Now, I'll drive... So I'll sit in the front seat. And Thelma Lou, you'll sit in the front seat next to the driver. And Andy, you'll sit in the front seat next to Thelma Lou and the driver. And that takes care of the front seat. Okay, Ange? Fine. Okay, all you people assigned in the back seat, load up. Don't open the door. Open. Don't touch the door. I know how to open a car door. I'll handle the door. All right, let's go. Everybody in. Can't be in first. I did think I'm in the back seat. Okay, that's it. And open. Open goes in next. You're you going to do it, you want me to do it? Oh, just get in. <laughs> this just happens to be a very delicate piece of machinery that's been treated with kid gloves, and I intend to continue to give it that same kind of care. Oh, I admire you flat, Barney. That's just what I'd do. Gummer slams the door. <laughs> All right, is everybody set back there? I'm all set. I'm all set. I'm all set. How about the front seat? I'm all set. I'm all set. Hope I don't get car sick. Hope you trade places with Gomer. <laughs> I want him near a window. <laughs> okay, here we go. Concern. You might be mashing down too hard on your acceleration, flooding her out. I'll handle this, Gomer. Well, I think Gomer's right. I smell gas. Do you smell gas, Andy? I smell gas. I smell gas. I smell gas. I smell gas, too. All right, all right, all right. You smell gas. Of course you smell gas. What do you think this car runs on, coal? <laughs> See them out on a rural road driving around the car. E I E I O, and 
Honest Barney has a smug look on his face. Chick, chick, here, chick, chick, there, here, chick, there, chick, Hold everybody, listen. Just bumps on the road. What it sounds like to me. Just bumps on the road. That's what it sounds like to me. Me too. Barney looks very concerned. I think bumps on the road. Wonder what that is. <laughs> Whatever it was, it fell off and can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> Andy? I think, ma'am. Is that the Johnson farm down there? Uh-huh. I see they painted their barn. I love red barn. I think the Johnsons keep their farm up better than anybody around here. Their farm's a picture no artist could draw. Oh, by the way, Goma, how are you feeling? Sick as a dog, but having the time of my life. <laughs> Would you take me out to Johnson sometime, Pa? Sure. Mr. Johnson might even let you milk a cow. Barney looks down and the center of the steering wheel is coming up toward him. It's almost about to touch his chin. He continues to rise. Oh, Fuck me, you got too much grease in your steering column. I don't believe I've ever seen anything like that before. <laughs> I hear a hissing sound too, Barn. Listen. Barney has a sick look in his face. Andy gets out of the car. You can see steam coming from the hood. Andy pops open the hood. And everybody else gets out of the car to come see what's going on. Boy, she's boiling but good. Except for Barney. We're going to have to get some water, Barney, and then we better head back. Uh, yeah. Barney's still back. sitting in the car. I'll fetch you. Everything will be fine. Just fine. Fine, just fine. <laughs> out of water, Barn. Barney's now sitting in the center seat. Grease, that don't mean anything. Andy's driving. Barney looks sick. Back in the courthouse now. Andy and hey, Barney. Andy, hey, Barn. Hey, Gomer. Did Wiley check the car over? He went through her with as fine a tooth comb as you can imagine. All right, let's have the bad news. Well, he got her running. I brought her over here with me. But she's going to need plugs, points, bearings, valves, rings, starter switch, ignition wires, water pump, fuel pump, oil pump, clutch, clutch bearings, clutch plates, brake lining, brake shoes, brake drums, radiator hose, and radiator hose cover. <laughs> 
and I'd give her a good wash, too. Oh, uh, Gomer. <laughs> oh, here's something else. See that? Sawdust. Come out of your deferential and transmission. That does it. Huh? Sawdust. That's the oldest car hustler's trick in the world. Makes worn-out gears run smooth as silk for a few days. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, that's all the evidence we'll need. Come on, Barney. Let's take that car right back to the little old lady in Mount Pilot. Andy and Barney are in the car driving through the countryside. And the car starts steaming again. Andy stops the car. Gets out. To check under the hood. Steam continues to roll out from under the hood as Andy opens it. I think she's about had it, Mark. I better go find the phone, call Gomer, and tell him to come out here and tow us in. There's a store back there about a half a mile. You'll be all right. getting dark pretty soon. I sure hope he can find us. Andy begins to walk toward the store as Barney sits in the passenger seat. It's now dark and you see a, a truck there to haul the car away and you see someone hooking it up. Andy and Barney are in the back seat and falling asleep. Fella gets back into the tow truck and cranks it up. Begins to tow the car away. Marnie wakes up. They're both slumped way down in the back seat. We're moving. Hmm. Hmm. Let me know. Gomer well, must have found us. <clears throat> I didn't even hear him hook us up. <clears throat> Wait a minute. That ain't Gomer's tow truck pulling up. Huh? That's somebody else. Well, who in the world? Hey, you up there! Hold that! Down. Let's see where they're taking us. Let's go down. The guy gets out of the tow truck, pulls it into a shed of some kind. Truck stops inside a big shed. Maybe Barney raise up to see. Can I put my bullet in? I think you better. 
he's loading his gun. Through the usual routine, you know, spray it up a little, knock out some of the dents, hit the chrome a little. <laughs> Mate, what's with you? Well, don't you recognize it? That's the clunker I sold to that boob in Mayberry. <laughs> all right, that's all you've had it. Howdy. Mr. Fife. You didn't think you were fooling anybody, did you, Mrs. Lash? Dear husband Bernard, never over 25 miles an hour. Come on now, really. <laughs> all right, you've got us. Let me make a deal with you. You forget what happened, and I'll let you have a sweet 1958 custom sedan that's been in the garage up on block since 1959. Low mileage? Broken in. With white wall tires. That sounds like what I've been looking for. Oh, I like it! You didn't answer another car ad. Party's on its way over. But don't you worry, pal. I learned my lesson. Trust nobody. Well, you don't have to go that far. I'm going to go over this car with a fine-tooth comb. You can fool Barney Fife once, maybe. Just once. But never again. Well... Excuse me. I'm looking for Mr. Fife. I'm Mr. Fife. I'm Mrs. Temple. I'm here with my car, Mr. Fife. Are you still interested? Well, maybe I am and maybe I ain't. What kind of a car is it? 1959 Ford. It's in excellent condition. Low mileage, of course. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. And you only used it to drive to church on Sundays, right? Why, as a matter of fact, I did. See, I have a nephew who's a clergyman and... Who are you kidding, sister? I beg your pardon? <clears throat> Barney. Who are you working with? Hubcaps Lesher, you got your own racket. Barney. Yeah, you see through her like a lace curtain. All right, out, 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 before I throw you in. Well, have you found a buyer for the car, Aunt Rose? <laughs> He's wearing a clergy oh, coat. He'd like to think about it, Reverend. Wouldn't you, Barn? <laughs> Well, that was Barney's first car. 
Hope you guys enjoyed that. That was that was fun. There at the end, the uh, the Reverend walks in with his aunt. That is uh, that is classic. All right. So what we're going to talk about tonight is deception, deceptive people, and uh, deceived people, and prudent people. So we're going to discuss a little bit about that. If you guys want to call in uh, that are in the room, definitely go ahead and do that, and we'll get you guys. Uh, where you can speak up. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll get started now. I'm talking about some deceptive people. I'm going to read Ecclesiastes 9.17 for us. And it says, The quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than shouts of the ruler of fools. Wow, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a, a good statement there, I think. That, uh, you know, the quiet words of the wise. So in this episode, Barney... Uh, was very enthusiastic about buying his car, right? He, he wanted a car. Boy, he had $300 in his pocket, and it was burning a hole in there. He was uh, not in any hurry whatsoever to keep the money or to make sure things were going to be okay. So, uh, you know, so what did he lack there? You know, obviously he was lacking self-control, patience, a lot of these virtues that we as Christians need to have. Uh, and he... He refused Andy's advice. He went out, you know, and, and there was just no way he was going <laughs> to, he was not going to wait. He's not going to be careful at all. So let's, uh, let's look at this. There are, there are people that are accomplished predators out there. And Peter, first uh, Peter five, eight says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So what did Barney lack right there? Well, he lacked patience. He he lacked self-control. He was not alert. He wasn't any of those things <laughs> that we need him to be. Uh, you know, he, he was he was out there ready to go. So why did he refuse uh, Andy's advice? He, you know, he'd already made up his mind. Uh, someone in our chat room saying it's called impulsive buying. We've all done it at one time or another. And that's from Carolina Tom. You're right, Tom. That's exactly right. We've all done that. Impulsive buying. No self-control. And he was not being alert because there were some signs, you know, that, you know, the lady's husband's name is Bernard. I mean, wow. How many coincidences did uh, did he have there that uh, it just looked like she was bringing it on through? And uh, Barney, you know, as he was going through that, if you'll remember, he was saying, you know, the handwriting's on the wall. Uh, you know, what was actually best for him or was it really, was that what he really should have been doing? In other words, you know, he said the handwriting was on the wall, you know, buy a car today, you know, but was that really what was best for him? Uh, and then, no, I don't think it was, you know, we had, we had that situation where, you know, he, he really just wanted it. That happens more. Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen to you as you get older, but as a younger person, it's, it happens a lot until you learn this lesson that Barney learned on this episode. So hopefully we can learn a lesson from Barney by talking about it here on the in the Bible study. Uh, let's see here. We go on. Uh, now, Mrs. Lesh, let's, well, let me, let me read this for you. Take advantage of weakness. This is Proverbs. Talking about Barney's handwriting on the wall. It's something he really wanted. This is Proverbs uh, 110. says, My son... If sinners entice you, do not give in to them. All right. So this is not a sinner situation necessarily of wanting to buy a car. But 
I think we often have that carrot dangled out in front of us of something that is uh, something we want or something that we think we want that's just dangled there. So if sinners entice you, do not give in to them. You know, Proverbs, I, you know, I love Proverbs because there's so many, you know, the advice is just amazing there if we will pay attention to it. But I, I think we see that uh, in this particular scene here because Mrs. Lesh, you know, she saw in Barney a very easy mark, right? She <laughs> she saw quickly that she was going to be able to manipulate him and play him along the line. Uh, do you, do you, how do deceivers, how do they know what to say and what to do with us? I think it's those things. They entice you. If sinners entice you, uh, don't give in to them. I think sometimes, I think a lot of us, it's, it's easy to figure out what it is that we really love, what we really like. And I think people will take advantage of that. Satan will take advantage of that, or, or we will give in to that more than Satan actually even having to do it. We have a sinful nature, I do believe within us a human nature that is sinful and it's so easy to entice us into sinning or into doing things we know we shouldn't do Uh, barney really wanted that car boy she got out of it and she was uh you know she was polishing off the fingerprints after (laughs) after she got out and barney saw that and was like oh this is great how much do you want for this car you know he was all all about that at that point so Let's see. And then uh, it goes on here. Is that they'll trick us with clever schemes. You know, what did Andy suggest that Barney do? A- Andy suggested, you know, that that he sleep on it maybe or that, you know, he, he slowed down before he bought this car. Or, you know, at the minimum there after Mrs. Lesh finally got there, you know, go and get a mechanic to look it over, you know, something like that. So they will trick us with clever schemes. Proverbs 19.20 says... Listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end, you will be wise. Well, <laughs> as is so many times the case whenever I was taught the Bayberry Bible study classes, Barney is not the one that is usually considered, uh, in the end, you will be wise. He doesn't necessarily listen to advice and accept instruction. And so I would assume that if you don't do those things, you're being unwise and we'll be I'll be kind and say unwise and not other words. It could be used sometimes to dis- to describe that. Carolina <laughs> Carolina Tom says, that's why we should always pray before making major decisions. Amen. Also seek godly advice and wait for an answer from God. Amen. That's exactly what we should do. And it shouldn't just be on major decisions, I would say, even though that is what I tend to do, and I think most of us tend to do. I think we really should be trying to pray through every decision that we make because you know god's a lot smarter than we are and if we will ask him i think he'll tell us what we should do and what we shouldn't do and i think sometimes we rely on ourselves too much because you know you know uh, i don't know it, it can go all the way down to if you really want to look at it anything you do that has a negative impact on yourself if you have high cholesterol going out and eating uh a whole bag of bacon or something. I don't know. <laughs> something you shouldn't be eating. Uh, you know, if you have heart problems and eating all kinds of salt, if you have diabetes, eating all kinds of sugar, those things are temptations to us, whatever those are. And so those decisions, I think if we will rely on God, if we can learn to rely on God, that's, I think that is a hard, that is a, definitely a hard thing to do. 
yeah, yeah, they're, they're saying here in the chat room as well. So we need to listen uh, to what others are telling us. Sometimes other people see things more clearly than we do. And that is so true. That's what we see here with Andy and Barney. A- Andy, Andy was trying to tell Barney, you know, hey, you know, slow down here, <laughs> you know, uh, go and get go and, uh, you know, and, and have the mechanic check this out and do that. What's the problem with always going with your first instincts? Well, I think we've kind of talked about that a little bit in the sense that we will often make decisions with first instincts that are bad for us. And if we'll take the time, as as Tom said here uh, in the chat room, if we'll take time to pray before making a major decision of some kind and seek godly advice, uh, I I think you're always going to be better off. I know there have been times when I've wanted something, wanted to buy something, or it's like, man, I really want to get this. And I didn't because I said, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to look. I'm going to make sure this is really what I want. And, you know, by the next day when I revisit it and was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get it. I don't, I've decided, you know, I don't really want that. I think I'll wait until the next version comes out or, you know, I really don't need that. I'll just rent something or, you know, if I, you know, you can rent it and you, instead of buying the thing, a, a DVD or a movie sometimes. Of course, I bought all the Andy Griffith Show episodes, of course, because that's me. <laughs> and I, I think I have to have them. But there's been other movies uh, that I'd buy, and I bought them and have watched them one time. Probably been better off just to rent it and then rent it again if I ever wanted to see it again. But I was impulsive, and I did it anyway. Now, that's not a major decision, but is it wasteful? Maybe so. Maybe maybe that's not something I should do. Maybe I should be not going with those first instincts. All right, so that's uh, that's a little bit about deceptive people. And again, let me read Proverbs 19 again. 19.20 says, Listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end you will be wise. Wow. Is there one thing you would like to be known as? Uh, Reputation we talk about in one of the Mayberry Bible studies. Wouldn't you like to be known as wise? Wouldn't that be a good thing to be known as? It's not necessarily good to be known as uh, uh, whatever you call Barney. I don't want to be Barney. I would much rather be Andy in these cases. So I'd much rather rely on the Holy Spirit, Christ, the Lord himself to tell me what it is I should and shouldn't do because uh, that and advice from uh, other godly people in the end, you'll be wise because you learn from those things. And they see it more clearly as one of our chat room persons said. All right. So let's go on into, uh, to this part. It says, uh, you know, what tips us off to these deceivers? You know, we have deceivers. And how deceivers uh, know what to say to us? What tips us? Uh, what about us tips us off to them? You know, what what do we do, and how do we guard against those things? Well, in uh, to refuse advice is definitely not good. Let's read, let's look at that Proverbs twelve fifteen. Uh, let me pull that up right here. It's on the next page. Proverbs twelve fifteen says. The best, the, uh, the way of the fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. You know, we're beating this one to death. But wow, if you look through Proverbs, there's an awful lot of those kind of uh, sayings here. If you go to uh, Proverbs, uh, let's do 2, uh, 12 through 15. The actual verses that we have listed on the Bible study are 9 through 15, but that's a lot of reading. So I'm just going to cut it down a little bit and go 12 through 15. 
It says, Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who leave the straight paths to walk the dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in in the prepare and rejoice in the perverseness of evil. That's what these men do, these wicked men, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So wisdom will save you from the ways of these wicked men. Wisdom. When how do we become wise? Listen to advice, accept instruction, and in the end you will be wise. Uh, the way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. That's Proverbs 15 or 12, 15. Wow. It's kind of a kind of a theory or a theme here going through, right? We tend to rationalize decisions and Proverbs uh Four, uh, let's we're going to narrow this down because it's actually the whole Proverbs four, I believe it's one through twenty-seven. Let's cut it down to we're going to read ten through seventeen. So it's Proverbs ten through seventeen. He says this: Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. This is the advice they're talking about. I guide you in the way of wisdom, and lead you along the straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction and do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way, for they cannot sleep till they do evil. They, they are robbed of slumber until they make someone fall. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. So, you know, there's just so much advice in Proverbs as you go through there, ways to live a, a much better life. And not much, not only much better, but much more productive for you and for me if we will just do those things. Now, you know, hey, all this stuff is easy to say and harder to do because we don't live in a perfect world. We aren't perfect. And so we will definitely stumble and fall and have situations where you know things just don't go like we would like for them to but if we can if we can have a life i think that leans toward following this advice of accepting advice and listening to instruction and accepting uh, the wisdom of others i think we're going to be a lot better off right so so how can we guard about it? Uh, guard against these things, people being able to rip us off? This is exactly how. If we can listen to that wisdom, learn from people around us, and don't think everybody's not as smart as we are, uh, I think we'll be a lot better off. Uh, let's see here. So how is Andy able to see the possible dangers of buying a car better than Barney? Well, we kind of said that earlier. Uh, you know, we, you know, Tom, Carolina Tom had said, you know, that's why we should pay, we pray and and uh, the, our other guest here in the chat room says, sometimes other people see things more clearly than we do. Well, yeah, that's exactly why. Uh, let's see. Number seven says, this is Proverbs thirteen twenty says, he who walks with the wise grows more wise, but a companion of fools suffers harms. Proverbs 22, one through five says, uh, a good name is more desirable than riches to be esteemed is better than silver or gold. Rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. 
A prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Humility and fear of the Lord bring wealth and honor and life. In the paths of the wicked lie thorns and snares, but he who guards his soul stays far from them. That's right. So our chat room is saying uh, you need to do your homework with your buying something or even choosing your friends and how and who you spend your time with. Exactly. It says right there, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. If you run around with the people, I know uh, young people, I've seen that happen. And it happens with older folks as well. But I've definitely seen younger people where they have uh, the friends they keep really impact what happens to them you know they'll get in trouble at school they'll get in trouble in their life because they ran around with the wrong folks and what does it say but a companion of fools suffers harm there there you go that's exactly right uh you know a prudent man sees danger and takes refuge but the simple keep going and suffer for it so be prudent be wise run around with people that are smart run around with christian people who will be helpful in trying to keep you on that straight and narrow path. I believe it's very helpful. Prudent people says here, uh, this is, uh, this was uh, the whole, there's a whole section about prudent people. Uh, it's in Proverbs one, one through seven. We're just going to read seven. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Okay. So, Again, you know, we really need that uh, situation in our life to be able to hand things over to God and to trust him to be able to discipline us and have a fear of him and of doing things that we shouldn't be doing, things that are wrong. We should uh, we should be on that path. Let's see here. Uh, well, you know, when they caught Mrs. Lash, what was her reaction and what was Barney's? Well, Mrs. Lesh was like, well, you caught me. All right, well, and what did she turn around and do? She tried to buy her way out of a situation where she had already sold a stolen car to a policeman. And she was trying to trick him into doing it, <laughs> to taking another one. And what did Barney do? Low mileage? Barney, Andy said. <laughs> you know, it was like, so Mrs. Lesh is not a good influence on anybody. So, you know, Mrs. Lesh's music... There she is. Oh, man. Don't run around with Mrs. Lesh's of the world. Because if you do, you're going to end up, what's it say here? You're going to suffer for it. You know, stay away from those people. Uh, it says here in uh, Proverbs 27, 12, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. We, we already, we've already said that. Actually, that's two different verses. That's in Proverbs 22, uh, the number, uh, verse 3, and Proverbs 27, verse 12. The same thing. Prudence see danger and take refuge. Uh, you know, there's so much There's so much there that, uh, you know, what did she try to do? She tried to trick him, and then Barney almost went for it again. So did Barney, <laughs> did he learn from his mistake? No, he didn't learn at all. He went right back and was almost ready to take the car. But yeah, didn't she look so, uh, she didn't look so sweet. No, that's right. Boy, you could see when uh, she first came to Andy and Barney, they're just, oh, she was so sweet and nice and 
such a, you know, just a wonderful woman uh, that she just was ready to do, you know, anything. She was so sweet, but she didn't look so sweet after she got caught. You know, she looked like an old lady that was taking advantage of people. Uh, but, uh, but when she, but that in that beginning is one of our uh, chat room people saying she did look sweet in the beginning, but often sin looks good or fun. And isn't that so true? If, uh, if you're going through your life and you got sin, uh, per, per presenting itself, they're saying in the chat room here, it's deception because it looks good, man, that looks good. I'd like to have that. And what happens to most of us, we we uh, you you see those things that look good you take them but then you suffer for it later on because you've done things that you shouldn't have done you went and got the things you shouldn't have really gotten and and you don't get happiness from that happiness does not come from those things so again guard yourself as it say here the prudent see danger and take refuge guard yourself Guard yourself knowing that these sinful things are going to be out there. But, uh, you know, so the prudent see those things and take refuge. But the simple people who aren't paying attention, they keep going and suffer for it anyway. All right. So let's go on here. Uh, Barney meets two sweet little old ladies in this episode of the Andy Griffith show. But uh, why does he treat them so differently? Well, you know, he was he got taken the first time and he kind of learned a little bit. But, but but did he really? Because when the second lady came in, I don't think he'd really learned a lot. He was just he just didn't trust anybody now. Yeah. So but he did treat him very different because he had been bit. That snake had bitten him one time. Right. And he, he had to back from that. Uh, a prudent man keeps the knowledge to himself. But the heart of a fool blurts, uh, blurts out folly. So. That's really talking about there's a lot of people in the world that are pretty wise and they've learned some of their wisdom, but they really don't just offer it up. You have to listen. You have to pay attention to what they're doing and see what they're doing and maybe talk to them directly. But boy, somebody that doesn't know anything, they want to tell everybody about what they don't know. I mean, they'll get up and they'll start singing this story about something and and you know when you hear them, that's not true. That's not right. But yet they are bold to go out and tell everybody. Often wise people are quiet. They're not telling you those things. Proverbs eighteen fifteen says, The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge. So by discerning, you're learning things. And the ears of the wise seek it out. So those people that can discern People that know what's right and what's wrong. You watch Andy in this episode. He knew something wasn't right. And if you could see his face, I mean, I realize we were listening to the dialogue. But when you see Andy's face, if you watch this episode next time, watch his eyes as Barney's talking to Mrs. Lesh. And she comes back and says, well, it's come up to $297.50. Andy has this look on his face like, what? That's... You know, he's got three. Barney has three hundred dollars, and it just happens to come up to two hundred and ninety-seven dollars and fifty cents. You can see that in Andy's eyes, and it's discernment. It's discernment that he he knew something wasn't exactly right, but Barney wouldn't listen. And Barney, you know, he didn't want to embarrass Mrs. Lesh, 
and he, he just uh, wouldn't go with it. Uh, Proverbs uh, fourteen fifteen says, "A simple man believes anything, but a prudent man gives thought to his steps." So Andy was being prudent. He was being careful. He was trying to to help Barney, but Barney. He, he wasn't having anything. A simple man believes anything. He wasn't listening to Andy either. So going back, he was not listening to advice. Right. So let's see here. We got one more thing. Uh, uh, in the epilogue, Barney vows to be skeptical of everyone. Is this thinking, is that wise? No, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it is wise. The wise thing to do is to give thought to his steps as it says in Proverbs uh, 14, 15. A prudent man gives thought to his steps. doesn't mean, uh, you know, that he's going to be skeptical of everybody. Some people are actually good. And some people are actually do the right thing and, uh, and will follow through with those things. So, folks, there's a, there's a whole lot of other Bible verses that are listed in the study. Uh, we got a comment here that says, you have to believe that most people are basically honest. But trust is something that must be earned. It is definitely something that must be earned. And it must be discerned by experience. And you see that trust with that person. And it's something to be cherished, as we said over here. Uh, and I can't find it now. But uh, but he was talking about it is, it's cherished. You know, everybody has gold and silver. You know, everybody knows that. But those of us who've worked hard to try to have a reputation we talked about that before on the Mayberry Bible Study podcast. That uh, you know that you, it's hard to earn that. It's hard to get. Uh, it's hard to get that level of trust, that level of understanding and knowledge. But it's so easy to lose as well. So be careful where you're walking, and be careful where you're looking. Watch your step. Uh, you know, be be careful as you go. Proverbs three. Five through six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So there's the secret. Trust not in your, uh, you know, trust not in your own understanding. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your pathway straight. Wow, that's so true and so thankful that he does that for us. So uh, let's hear, we, we got a final thought, and then I'm going to have one more final thought. But let me play the final thought for us. Because here's Barney. Hi, Barney, what you doing? Well, now I got my money back, I'm going to be a little more careful. <laughs> you didn't answer another car ad. Party's on its way over. But don't you worry, pal, I learned my lesson. Trust nobody. Well, you don't have to go that far. I'm going to go over this car with a fine-tooth comb. You can fool Barney Fife once, maybe. Just once, but never again. Never again. Fool Barney Fife once, but never again. <laughs> That's right. So don't let him fool you. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. Look for advice from other people. Find Find other godly people that can help you and guide you. Don't don't be quick. Be slow to do things. Be be careful. And go out there and just remember, you know, if you can't remember anything, when you watch this episode of the Andy Griffith Show again, 
Try to remember some of these things. Try to remember that there are people that try to deceive us. Everybody's not great and everybody's not good. But Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. And I think we'll be fine. So let's hear the one more little final thought, just because I love it, and we can have a good smile. And, you know, Barney, he may not be perfect, and he may do things he shouldn't do at times, but he is a good son. last big buy I made was my mom's and dad's anniversary present. What'd you get him? Septic tank. <laughs> for the anniversary? Yeah. Well, they're really hard to buy for. Besides, it was something they could use. Really thrilled. Two tons of concrete, all steel reinforced. You're a fine son, Mark. Uh, try. Oh, <laughs> uh, so there we are, Barney. He, he may do things, but his heart's really in a good place. He tries to do the right thing. He's just Barney, and you know what? We're all just Barney a lot. Boy, I think if the Lord looks at us, he thinks we're all Barney. Because <laughs> I think we all have a hard time living up to what we need to do. But, you know, we can try. And that's all we can do. We're supposed to to run the race and try to finish strong. And so that's where we need to go. Well, folks, hey, I want to thank you all for coming. We had uh, some people in the chat room. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess saying he tries. That's right. Barney does try. We got uh, guest five was in there and was available to talk. I didn't ever really give you a chance to say anything. Would you, if anybody like to say anything, feel free to. Oh, hey, Alan. I just want to say thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to do it. I'm glad you folks are enjoying the show and enjoying the podcast, the uh, Bible study. It's uh, it's definitely a, a pleasure for me to be able to do it. And I'm glad there's at least a few hundred folks that are listening to us. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll touch some people as we go. So, all right, folks. Well, that's all we got this week, and we'll be back next month. We got doing these monthly. If you're listening to them later, I guess you'll be able to listen to them all at one time. But uh, until then, we'll see you guys next time on the Mayberry Bible Study. number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See JDPower.com awards for 2022 details.